Let's open your scripture. Let's open the scripture, please. James chapter five. Got your Bible, James chapter five. We're going to begin at verse fifteen. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it may not rain, and that for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. And then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. This is the word of the Lord. We have the privilege this morning of hearing from Tony Brewer. Tony has served, and his wife, Cindy, have served for many years in Vietnam. It's been an incredibly fruitful mission and ministry. Tony's spoken for us several times, and it's always been an encouraging encouragement and blessing. He left a law career to serve God on the mission field, and uh, we're just really privileged to be able to come alongside them as we have as a, as a church for a number of years, support them financially with our prayers and in other ways. So uh, we turn it over now, Tony Brewer. I uh, praise God that uh, for the opportunity to be here. I praise God for what you're... I'm sorry, I don't have that one. I praise God for what you're doing for those special needs children in Jamaica. Uh, that's precious to God's heart. And uh, so I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate seeing friends again and, and, and faces that I recognize. I appreciate being here. I appreciate the worship that we had this morning. I just felt like... I could just uh, just sense uh, the the, the uh, in in a measure the the throne of God and the the great uh, sea of crystal sea of crystal and how many redeemed souls there millions and multiplied millions and 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 the 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 heavenly creatures that surround the throne with covered with eyes within and without a try a uh, unable to comprehend, unable to take in the glory of God and and the throne of God, the throne of God, the the the, the river of life coming, the elders, the twenty four elders, and brethren, it fits so well into what I'm going to share with you because our we get to participate in a way in that before we get there in our prayer life, our prayers. Uh, ascend to the throne of God. Our prayers uh, are even collected in a bowl there. Uh, 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 and God remembers them and God knows them. That's, a remind, that's what I thought of when you were, you're putting your prayer request in the, in the, in, in the, uh, in the con- container. And they're going to be remembered tomorrow morning. And they're going to be remembered over there. They're going to be remembered up there. And I'm, I'm so thankful that this is a praying church and a prayer and a church that sees God answer prayer. I didn't realize about, I've been laboring with you now for several years and adding my little two cents to what you guys are so concerned about with the, with the where are we going to be? Or we don't have enough room. And, and, and I come in this morning and, and uh, I learned that you have uh, a place and there's going to be a building at some point. I rejoice in that. Praise God for that, for his goodness. Praise God for answered prayer. Our uh, church in Da Nang, uh, Da Nang International Fellowship, is 
is doing some teachings uh, this, uh, this year, and each elder has been asked to do a, a topic, and they asked me to do a, a, some six-week course on prayer, and I've been looking into that and, and studying that, and so that's what I want to share with you, some thoughts about prayer this morning. Uh, you could teach me uh, about prayer because I know this is a praying church. I know that this church sees answer to prayer. And boy, doesn't that make things more exciting. Doesn't that make things a little bit more fun when we, we see God move and we know that God is, is hearing. Uh, God does hear our prayers. Uh, I love the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, J.B. Phillips translation for uh, uh, James 5, 16b through 18. says, Tremendous power is made available through a righteous man's earnest prayer. Tremendous power is made available through a righteous man's earnest prayer. And as Tim read, do you remember Elijah? Uh, J.B. Phillips says, he was a man like us, but he prayed that it wouldn't rain. In fact, not a, not a drop of rain fell for three and a half years. Then he prayed again, and the heavens gave the rain, and the earth sprouted forth vegetation as usual. <clears throat> I've learned in studying and preparing for this that apparently James was known as a man of prayer in the early church. I didn't know that. So... He's an authority on prayer. And, it's, and uh, it's interesting to me that he, 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 he is part of his teaching. The first thing he brings up is Elijah as our example. And we, we ought be careful not to think of Elijah as the one who he did win the, the battle with the prophets of Baal. And God wants us to know that. But James is also wants us to know that Elijah was a man like we are. Uh, it's not a super saint thing to get our prayers answered, that God, God only hears us if we're a super saint. It's not the Elijah. God heard the Elijah's prayer when he was battling the enemy at Mount Carmel. But there were times when Elijah wasn't doing that. You know the story. Uh, uh, Jezebel threatened him. Elijah didn't stand and speak the truth in the face of that evil. He didn't do that. He didn't even stand in the face of that evil. He became afraid. He ran away from his circumstances. Is that ringing a bell with anybody? Wanting to run away from our difficult circumstances? He even failed in his responsibilities to others. He had a, a helper. One of, his, uh, one of his prophet helpers was, was going with him <laughs> on the retreat. At a certain point, Elijah said, you stay here. I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on. <laughs> you stay here. He didn't even, he failed in his responsibility to that guy. He experienced depression. He finally said, I'm just giving it all up. I'm out of here. God, uh, it's too much for me. That's, that's the way we often are, isn't it? But God wants us to know, take heart. Because uh, God is big enough to answer your prayer even when you feel that way. Even when you feel that way. And so James talks about five characteristics of prayer that I want to hit briefly. They're by way of reminder. They're not, uh, you know, uh, esoteric. They're not unknown. In fact, they're well-known. But if you're like me, when I studied this, I, I thought, you know, God, I need to be reminded of that. I need to be reminded of that. Or maybe I've even gotten off a little bit 
in a particular area. So let's, let's talk about these five things, and, and hopefully they'll, they'll strengthen you, they'll uh, remind you of the truth. Uh, and so let's, let's get going on that. Effective prayer, James said, is rooted in faith. The first time I know the Bible says the prayer of faith, James uses it. Faith and truth. It's not based on how we feel. It's not based on how much faith we think we have. It's not based on how much faith we don't think we have. It's based on truth. It's based on truth. Some people draw back in their prayer if they're not feeling spiritual, you know, not feeling like they've got the world by the tail. But we should not draw back at that point because that is the very point that God can come. Uh, and even, even when we're weak, Elijah was weak, God can still come. God can still come. I expect that there are things in your life that you're praying for right now that you're, you're yearning to God for, that you're reaching out to God for, that you're, and you, you probably feel like, you maybe feel like you can't even hardly get the prayer up. God wants to, God wants to develop some things in your life. God wants to answer those prayers. God wa- wants to answer those prayers. We know that the basis of it all is that Jesus has overcome sin, Satan, and self, I like to say. He's overcome sin, Satan, and self for us. We overcome Satan, we know, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We love not our lives unto death. In another place, though your sins were as scarlet, now they are whiter than snow. Our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that we might have the righteousness of God in him. We have the confidence that we can enter into the holy of holies by the blood of Christ. These, this is the truth. These things are true no matter if we're doing what Elijah did and we're backing up. These things are still true even if we don't feel like it. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. All authority given in heaven and earth to him for us to participate in and change things here in our lives, in the lives of our family, the lives of our friends, our church, our community. So first, James says effective prayer is rooted in faith and truth. It's based on uh, truth. It's not based on how we feel. Secondly, effective prayer is rooted in God's goodness. Or another point is effective in God's goodness. You remember the scripture, if, if your son, God said, if your son asks you for bread, will you, will you give him a snake? Will you give him a serpent or a scorpion? No. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask him? So we know that effective prayer is based in truth. We also know that effective prayer uh, is rooted in good relationships, James says. He says, confess your faults to one another that you might be healed. And that's kind of a thing that's, that, has, that has been going around for a few years. We, we have a weakness. We get with somebody. We, can, we share that. We pray for one another. And, and that's great. And, but if you think about that, what that presupposes is good relationships because you're not going to share anything that's embarrassing or puts you in a bad light 
unless you have a, a strong relationship with that person. And so James is presupposing and saying that effective prayer, even in the corporate context, is, is related to, to good relationships. Some people focus on the relationship, even, at the, even if, there's, if they have a, um, a, a non-developed prayer life. They focus on the social thing. Some, some focus on the prayer life and say, I, I don't do that social thing. I, don't, I mean, I just want to pray. I just want just me and God. <laughs> I tend to be the latter. Where, where do you tend? God wants both, doesn't he? God doesn't want one or the other. He wants both. And, uh, you know, in this matter of relationship, how important is it? What does he say to husbands? Husbands? Treat your wife well so that your prayers won't be hindered. That seems a little bit unfair because that almost gives them, I mean, that puts a lot of power there. There's no veto there, God, but God, it does show that God is terribly concerned about relationships. So we know that effective prayer is rooted in truth. It's, effect, it's, uh, re, it's uh, rooted in good relationships. James says that effective prayer is also rooted in a lifestyle of righteousness. And, uh, you know, I've read a lot of books uh, on prayer and been to prayer conferences. And this point is, 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 all, is all, it's more like it's assumed but this is important. You know, um, uh, we know we don't, we don't have any righteousness of our own. It's a gift of God. But, uh, but it's important. Uh, we could pray all night. But if there's unconfessed sin, or, and especially a lifestyle of that, there's, that's... The praying doesn't make up for that. It doesn't balance that out. God expects a righteous lifestyle and obedience. Again, it's based on faith. God made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Um, and so it's based on our, in the righteousness that He gives us. Now, a, the devil will say, well, how, can you, how can you say that you're righteous. I know what you did 30 minutes ago. I know what you thought. Doesn't he? That's what happens. But at that point, we say, I confessed my sin. I confess my sin. He is faithful and just to forgive me of my sin, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And that puts me automatically back to the status of, of where Christ's righteousness is all that he sees. That's one thing that just was bored into my mind. He's not answering prayer based on our righteousness. He only sees Jesus' righteousness. And that's enough. That is enough. We can take that and run with it. Because it's not us. It's the righteousness of Christ. So we know that effective prayer is rooted in truth. It's rooted in good relationships. It's rooted in righteous living. That's important. Let's don't slip over. Let's don't skip over that one. We've got to get that one right. It's also effective prayer. James says it's also um, um, rooted in obedience. 
And here we need to be careful. We can, you know, uh, it's my privilege to be involved in a ministry where we do good works a lot. We do good works a lot. But a good work outside of faith, we know is, is, is uh, it's as filthy rags. It's not valuable at all. But when God imparts his character, and when we're, when we're born again, when, when, when the old man is taken away and the new man comes in and old things are passed away and all things are become new and that becomes the basis of our standing with God and the basis of our answered prayer before God, that same Holy Spirit within us will prompt us to do things, won't he? Maybe you're in the grocery store and you feel prompted to maybe just say a word to someone or to you feel led to do this or you feel led to do that. Little things. I'm not talking about, you know, what, what I'm not talking about, you know, things that are uh, huge, just little things. It's important to obey the Holy Spirit at that point. That doesn't mean that we've done anything righteous. It just simply means that we've obeyed. And we continue the flow of his righteousness. It's still his righteousness. That's what makes our, I feel like, makes our work so powerful in Vietnam, ministering to the poor and to the special needs children. If that's done in love and the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do that, it's life-changing. And it's life-changing here in Haymarket, in Gainesville, in this area. It's life-changing for people. So obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit because it's a foundation, James says, of effective prayer. James wants us to know that we have confidence that the blood of Christ qualifies weak people like us to be vessels that God uses to release his power upon the earth. That step of obedience, that, that silent prayer, God uses weak people like us to release his power on the earth. Effective prayer is rooted in right in earnestness, earnestness. If you're like uh, some of you are like me, and you, when you came to Christ, the only Bible there was was the King James, <laughs> and you remember how it was written in the King James: "The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much." Praise God! I still, the scriptures that come to my mind still usually is the King James. Uh, I found out, and, and I found out though that, and so effectual is like effective. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. I found out that that word fervent is not really there. The King James guys added that to emphasize uh, earnestness, uh, and, and so, so I, I, I'll just quote then again the. Uh, what J.B. Phillips says, tremendous power is made available through the righteous person's earnest prayer. So, what's earnest? What's it mean to be earnest in prayer? Uh, eight, uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary says earnest means to be ardent in pursuit. Ardent in pursuit. To eagerly pursue something. To have a 
longing desire for something. So earnest prayer is about desire. David, the prophet, uh, said it's, it's good, David, that it's in your heart. The desire is in your heart to build the temple of God. It's good that it's in your heart. He didn't get to do it, but the, that the desire was there was good. He's, God saw the desire. God saw the single focused desire, and it was good, even though David didn't get to do that. In another place, David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. One thing, his heart was focused, it was consumed by one thing. And that's what an earnest prayer is. An earnest prayer is focused. It's a yearning prayer. And praise God for the difficulties and the waiting, because that tends to focus that desire. An earnest prayer is a prayer from a heart that is engaged with God. Engaged with God. doesn't mean long prayers. It doesn't mean... Even it could mean long prayer. It could mean public prayer. It could mean praying all night. It could mean those things. But more likely, it's, it's the prayer that we pray when we're in the car and we're thinking about a problem. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Help. Help. It's a heart that's engaged with God. Earnest prayer is a heart that's engaged with God. Earnest prayer is reflects desire. Earnest prayer also reflects persistence. Persistence demonstrates that we value that that we persistently seek. I'm told, I'm not a young lady, but I'm told if you're a young lady and the young man is persistent, that that's important. Uh, That it might, in fact, actually finally win out the persistence alone. Maybe he doesn't look a bit different. (laughs) Or maybe he does look different (laughs) because of the persistence. Persistence is important. Persistence is a a, a, um, part of earnest prayer. And Jesus talked, didn't Jesus spoke about persistence in prayer? I mean, right uh, right after he taught the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer, the next thing is the parable about the the man who goes to his neighbor's house at night and the neighbor's in bed with his children, and it's late, and a visitor has come, and he said, get up and give me some bread. I, got, I can't meet my responsibilities to my guest. And the guy said, no, you know the story. You already know the story. No, I'm in, I'm in bed with my children. And uh, he wouldn't get up based on his friendship, but he eventually did get up based on the guy's persistence. And Jesus said, because, this is an illustration, Jesus says, ask and keep on asking. Ask and keep on asking. Don't give up. Let the asking perfect your desire, perfect your earnestness. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock. Keep on knocking. So earnest prayer is persistent. It's ardent in pursuit. It sacrifices to seek the valuable prize. It's wholeheartedly engaged. It can become desperate. 
Who's got to the point of desperation? Me too. Me too. All of you have. All of you have. And then, and in fact, that's, you know, even Jabez's prayer. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and lay thine hand upon me and keep me from evil, that it might not grieve me. To me, the most, the biggest word in that prayer is the two-letter, single-syllable word that starts the whole thing, oh, 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 God, won't you come down? Won't you come down? Won't you do this? God, 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 if not for you, we will have nothing. We must have you. We must have you. Oh, oh. And that's a part of persistent prayer as well. This is a praying church. This is a church that gets, that God, he, where God hears and God answers. I love the promise or the, the flow of this that is spoken in 1 John 5. Uh, this is the confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if he hears our prayer, we know that we have the petition that we desire of Him. If He hears us, well, that doesn't mean, you know, I think hearing us goes back to those things. Righteous lifestyle, earnest prayer, founded in good relationships, and all those things. Keep at it. You guys are world changers. I'm excited. I'm excited to come back every time. I'm going to be excited to come back as things develop here. You're making a tremendous impact in this area, and you're making a tremendous impact in Vietnam. Thank you. Right over here, please go hear more specifics about what's happening in the ministry there. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing under very difficult and trying circumstances. So um, would you pray with me, please, as we heard about prayer? Lord, we thank you that... Lord, because we know effective prayer is not rooted in us and our righteousness, but in you, in the truth, Lord, and in your goodness and in the good relationships, Lord, in a lifestyle of righteousness and obedience and earnestness, Lord, because of these things, we know that, Lord, it's not our efforts, but it's when we pray and move the hand of heaven. And Lord, we know all this was made possible because there's an access point, Lord, through the cross, and that good relationship could never have happened unless Jesus made it possible. Lord, and we see your goodness in the obedience of Christ, that on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, all of you. This is my body, which is broken for you. As oft as you gather, do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took a cup of wine. When he'd given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It's shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you gather, do this in remembrance of me. For as we eat the bread and drink the cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord, everything we are 
is made possible because you died in our place and you were raised again to new life. Lord, if that happened, then anything is possible. So, Lord, raise our faith to believe this greatest of all miracles and greatest of all truth. And, Lord, let it change us completely and utterly from the inside out. So, Lord, we receive these gifts, this remembrance, Lord, and we take the bread and wine to ourselves as your body and as your blood in that it may change us and continue to sanctify us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we take the wafers and the wine at Living Hope, I would just uh, tell you that we would just take one and dip it into the wine. Come in faith, expecting God to meet you. This table is open to all those who believe in Jesus Christ. If you're younger, it's we leave it to parents' discretion as to that they understand what they're doing. If not, just if you want to come forward and be prayed for, uh, that's fine. We, uh, we also want people to take the opportunity to see this effective prayer at work, and so there will be people available uh, to pray with you after you receive the Lord's Supper. So take a second and see what God would do as we pray. So come in faith, having confessed your sins as the Scripture teaches us, and make sure that there's nothing uh, between you and God that you're aware of, and then come and experience him and let him meet you at this point of your faith. Can I have those that are serving the communion elements come forward?